down with my computer. I need nothing to blast out loud. <laughs> hey y'all, it's Nisi. It's from Gayla. And you're listening to or watching the Straight Like That podcast, a faith-based podcast, where we give y'all the TL first. All the tea. And get real and simple. So, before we start talking about anything, we first want to say Happy New Year. We hope that y'all had a good year in 2020, and we just pray many blessings. We speak many blessings over y'all going into this new year, and we hope that it started off good for y'all so far. Along with that, we wanted to talk about the new setup. Go ahead. The sabbatical. That was everything. So, I don't know if y'all noticed or whatever. Um, we had posted it and stuff like that, but... I think we posted it at a time where social media was kind of dead. But we took a sabbatical just to like kind of get ourselves together, renew our minds, come up with some new ideas um, versus the old way that we were doing stuff. I don't know, just something new, like new logo, new page look. Um, we got some other new ideas that we're thinking about just to do to continuously like prospering um, with the podcast and stuff like that. Um, as y'all can see... We turn the table for another setup because it's just more of like an engaging conversation. Like we talking to y'all, but I feel, but we feel like when we're looking directly at the camera and like we just sitting like this, it's kind of like robotic and like scripted and stuff like that. So we felt like turning the table, being able to look at each other and really engage in conversation. That mm -hmm. was the better way to for the conversation to like flow a lot more instead of. um us reading off the computer and then we're like, yeah, we don't have anything else to talk about. We yeah. got a lot more to talk about. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take on a conversation approach more when it comes to how we're doing the videos. And stuff. Yeah, and not just like a teaching, um, not just a teaching approach or just a scripted approach, but more so also the things that are currently glowing on our, on our hearts and minds um, that are parallel to the topics that we'll be talking about. So definitely a more conversation approach instead of just reading to y'all or just yeah just reading to y'all so yeah that's pretty much what we're gonna do we just trying to um not be loose with what we're doing yeah but just more comfortable uh, yeah. and more engaging so y'all will definitely start seeing more of our personalities with this new approach um also so we're definitely excited for that yeah. instead of like a little <laughs> professional look like I said earlier where we just like yeah um this is the word this is what it says this is what we can do to grow and although we will still definitely be incorporating the word um because this is bible based this is faith based yeah. so we'll definitely still be inc incorporating the word in every single one of our episodes and every single one of our discussions but we just didn't want to strictly be just about what this says because at the end of the day we are still real people we still live life um just like everybody else we still go through ups and downs so we definitely still want to make sure that we're incorporating our own uh, ups and downs our own ins and outs and just giving y'all more insight on what it's like just being a christian especially in today's society and in our generation um so yeah just Wanted to be more relatable with our audience too. Yeah, more transparent and more vulnerable. That's definitely a goal that we're setting this year with the podcast. <laughs> so I think we got everything. That's pretty much the outlook yeah, for everything. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna jump into the um we're gonna jump into our topic of today, which is submission. Right. So we're talking about submission. 
And Kayla's gonna go ahead and start us off with some definitions so that everybody kind of knows like what submission is by definition. So when it comes to you acting off of a word, um, always make sure that you're looking up stuff and doing research on stuff because I feel like sometimes when we use words, we use them out of context, mm -hmm. not knowing the real meaning behind them. So that's why when we like say a word, we always like to come back with a definition. That way it's like we know what we're talking about and what we're leading off of. So submission had like two definitions. Um, one of the definitions was the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. The second definition was the action of presenting a proposal, application, or other document for consideration or judgment. So the first definition where it says the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person is basically that form of submission. And in a spiritual aspect, this is regarding to the act action of accepting God's will he himself and yielding and giving it to God as your superior force and doing it according to his will and authority hence when it says accepting um or yielding to a superior force which is God and yielding to his will instead of your own so basically where they talk about denying your flesh and picking up your cross is basically yielding and really going into that vulnerable state of really accepting and making sure that you're walking in that submission when it comes to Christ. And the second part of the definition was the action of presenting a proposal, application, or other document for consideration or judgment. So the second definition in a more spiritual aspect would be you're submitting yourself for consideration and judgment, but you're already accepted before you accept him. So just basically going off those definitions and applying them to the regular definition and then applying them to a spiritual aspect, it really helps you look at it a lot different um, so you can humbly show up and submit. And so, y'all, funny story, right? It's not even really, I mean, it's not funny, but funny story. But um, I was laying down. We was about to do, uh, well, we hadn't did the notes for the podcast and stuff like that yet. But I was laying down and I got like this fire analogy. Y'all. Like when it comes to parables and analogies, like I feel like those are pretty fire because it's like when somebody say it, like you got to really think like, you trying to say this? Mm -hmm. Or like what you be saying when you're like, are you thinking of what I'm putting down? Like, it helps you to understand it better. A lot better. Yeah. So um, the analogy was talking to God is like being on a telephone. Don't call and expect a response, but you never answer the phone because then it becomes like a voicemail. The voicemails are going to start racking up. And after you didn't miss all the calls, or in other words, after you didn't miss all the blessings because you never answered his calls or his voice. This is why it's important to accept, yield, slash submit, because when you do, it's just like Romans 8, 28, when it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those um, who love God to those who are called who are called according to his purpose so it's like a telephone you got somebody calling you back to back like they they calling you and you know when you call some people leave voicemails and stuff like that and you got all these voicemails that's racking up and what you didn't know is in all those voicemails it was an important message it was something that somebody was trying to tell you it was something that you needed to complete. prosper like anything yeah. like that but because you did not accept that call or you did not accept to listen to the voicemail now you're hindering yourself because if you would have just listened to that voicemail 
and you would have just submitted to that call, then you would have been in a position that you needed to be in instead of you wanting to be somewhere. But now you're years behind because something that you're accomplishing now you could have accomplished years ago if all you would have did was just answer that call and accepted that. So I thought that was a really cool analogy when it came to the telephone and the voicemail because it's like me, I feel like only way you can reach me is through call, like text every <laughs> now and then. But it's like calling voicemail. And so it kind of spoke to me as well because it's like, some you need to answer that call. Like, it could be anything on the other side of that phone. Like, so in all, like, to tie it back into the topic when it comes to submitting, accept the call, yield to the call of um, the superior force, a.k.a. God, yield to that and really take that call into consideration because you never know what could be in that. So submission is just really important right. in those things. And another thing, while you was talking, I was thinking, like, Submission is not always something that's easy to do. Submission, it requires exercising your spirit also. Meaning that like at first, especially when you're new in the faith, submission is not something that just comes easy. Yeah. Submission, it takes time because we're so used to just doing things on our own, to following our own fleshly desires, the desires of our hearts, the desires of our mind, instead of yielding to someone else, instead of accepting the authoritative position that God does have on us. And yes, he does want relationship with us. And that's also an important aspect to the submission that we have to him too, is that it's out of the desire to follow his will. But at the same time, we still have to exercise our spirit to be submissive. And that's not easy because you don't start off strong. You never start off strong in something that you're new at. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what I have to say for that. It's just submission. It gets easier over time. But just know that like with submission, God's going to keep on throwing more at you to do too. So, but if you've been doing it, if you really make that a goal to follow God and everything that you're doing is just pursue him and seek him and trust in him and submit that, submit to him in a way where you know that everything is going to be taken care of anyways, which he promises, um, you'll be fine. So, yeah, it's not easy at first, but it gets easier as time goes on. And that's not to say that it's never going to get hard, but it gets easier to submit over time and to deny yourself, which we'll also be talking about. And it becomes more natural. Like, it's not in the beginning. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, it seems like a chore. Like, I have to do this. Yeah. But, like, as you really grow in your walk, it's going to become natural, like, I want to do this. Like my spirit is eager to do it. Like it's not going to feel like a burden. It's going to feel like something that I'm going to do this because I know this, you know, this will come out of it and stuff like that. So it definitely, like she said, it gets a lot more easier and natural as you go along the process. Yeah. And I want to get to a point personally where when God tells me to do something, it's no hesitation, no second thoughts. (laughs) Ain't nobody going to take me here, there, nowhere. Ain't nobody going to change my mind about it. I know what God told me to do. I'm going to do it. And it's not even just like what outside forces can influence you to do in your walk with Christ, but the internal forces that fight against you too. Just like um, temptations and sin, like these things can wage war against your own soul. So it's like just making sure you're crucifying your flesh daily so that it becomes easier to submit without hesitation or without things getting in the way. So, yeah, that's, that's another thing. <laughs> um, did you have anything else you want to say? Because I'm ready to get into this. <laughs> if I like, once you get into this, then we're going to... We're going to take off. <laughs> okay, so 
I really wanted to talk about the book of Jonah. <laughs> Kayla know already, yo. <laughs> and I was going to talk about a book, but I feel like I'm going to incorporate it a little bit because mm -hmm. I really do want to talk about Lost Wife because I feel like that definitely is like in correlation to like yeah. submission. But I'm not going to like <laughs> talk about the whole book, but I'm kind of going to give like a, a summary and stuff like that. Okay, y'all. So Jonah. Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. Jonah was wild. I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna Jonah was wild, man, in the beginning. Um, and the end. He was a little he was a little wild, but pretty much if y'all ain't never read the book of Jonah or if you, or if y'all just need a refresher, Jonah, okay, God had gave Jonah an assignment. He pretty much told him I need you to go to the city, the great city of Nineveh, and I need you to call out against them for their wickedness, okay? And Jonah's first response to this, I kid y'all not, like two verses into the, <laughs> into the book, it said he got up and he fled from the presence of the Lord. He, he literally, he, he fled from God. Like, he found a ship. It says in the word, he found a ship. To go to a city called Tarshish. And I researched this. I was like, yo, like how far is this city that he was trying to go to? That was away from where to. he was. <laughs> right. That he was trying to flee to. How far was this? It said that from Joppa. Because that's where Jonah was. From the city of Joppa. God was telling him to go to the city of Nineveh. Nineveh was about 500 miles away from where he was. You know, that's a long journey. Real long. But Tarshish, you had to hop on a boat. And you had to go 2,500 miles the opposite direction. Okay? You had to go 2,500 miles the opposite direction. Jonah was trying to get as far away as he could from the presence of the Lord. And another thing that got me about this, um, to get this back in alignment with submission, is he was so bold in a way to disobey God and flee from his presence to where he literally had a plan on how to do it and sometimes we get caught up in this thing where I don't want to do what God told me to do so I'm going to devise a plan to do what I want to do <laughs> instead of what God told me to do and so many people get caught up in this but in the book of Jonah you're going to see why that's not going to work out for you and how God, he always going to call you back to him like, is you ready to work this thing out this time? So, um, he, he literally found a ship. He paid the fare. He didn't got on this boat, like, and he went to sleep on the boat, y'all. Like, he was not tripping over what he had just did. He, he thought he like, had gone away. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get away. So, um, I also wanted to tie what he did in with the definition of defiance. And defiance is the complete opposite of submission. It's to openly resist and boldly disobey. So, Jonah, he definitely wasn't off the hook when he defied God, especially especially because he wasn't doing it in ignorance. Yeah. He knew God. God was his Lord. He, he, was the Lord of, he was the Lord over his life. And he said in his word, like, I do fear God. Like, God is who I fear. That's who I serve. But at the end of the day, like when you go against God, when you don't submit to him and it's not out of ignorance, you got a whole other thing coming for you. You know what she's supposed to be. Now his mercy do about his mercy do about, but when you know better, you gotta do better. Um but pretty much after he gets on his boat, 
God sends a storm, right? He sends this storm. And after he sends this storm, because there was other men on the same boat that Jonah was on, this storm, it affected everybody in the boat. Everybody was scared. They, it scared them so bad to the point where they made vows to God, who was not initially their God. They had gods of their own. <laughs> and it scared them so bad to the point where they decided, we're going to serve your God because he caused all of this. He can get rid of it. And they made vows to, to Jonah's God, which is God. So, yeah. But um, anyways, he sends this storm. And they like, yo, like, call on your God. He got to take care of this. So they throw him overboard, right, to get him to get the storm to stop. And after he's thrown overboard, he starts to sink and stuff. And it says in the word, it says in Jonah, I believe it's chapter two, that God had prepared a fish. He prepared a great big fish to come and swallow up Jonah. And this is where we really get into the deeper parts of Revelation of submission. So um, while Jonah is in the fish's belly, he begins to express repentance to God. And with his words, you begin to recognize that Jonah is really coming from a repentant heart. Um, he says specifically in Jonah 2 9, he says, What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And this was like the, this was the, hmm, what's the word? I don't know. It was just a moment that you, that you just know, that you can pinpoint that Jonah has repented and he feels repentance in his heart and he's expressing that and that he wants to submit to God is that how he says what I have vowed I will make good and that when we are children of the Lord when we do submit to God like that's a covenant so that's a vow that we make to God and just submitting to him period um so pretty much after Jonah had repented and submitted it says in Jonah 2 10 and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land so what I got from this, as I was reading and writing down my notes last night, uh, God revealed to me that with submission comes freedom. So with repentance and submission, it comes release and you're free from, you're free from sin and you're free from eternal punishment. And you're free from sin and eternal punishment because Jonah described the fish of the belly as hell. He said in chapter two, verse two, from the belly of hell, I cried. And that's in the KJV version. In the NIV version, he says, from the realm of the dead, I cried. So with repentance and true submission to God comes freedom from sin, eternal punishment, and death turn to life and freedom in Christ. So, yeah. That was just a really good revelation. I was so excited to share that. <laughs> Jonah is definitely a, um, a good representation of when it comes to submission. Right. Um, and I also want to include that submission, it comes, well, repentance and submission, they work hand in hand because we're all born of iniquity. So we never start off with submission, you know, mm -hmm. so we always have to come from a place of repentance turn submission, if that makes sense. And it starts off with acknowledging our wrongdoings like Jonah did. He acknowledged that he was wrong and he acknowledged who is the Lord over his life. And he was like, I know what I did was wrong. I'm ready to return to you. What I vowed, I will make good. So it pretty much starts with acknowledgement of what we've done and showing reverence to God for his character and who he is. And Jonah realized that he had to deny himself 
in order to follow the Lord, just like in Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And we don't always get it right the first time, like mm -hmm. Jonah did. He got it wrong the first time, but God gave him the opportunity to make it right, and that's what he did. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I got from that. I was just sitting there listening because I was like, that was all, like, really interesting, especially when it comes to just, like, this whole journey of submission because mm -hmm. it's just, I, me, I believe that because when you're, when you when you're brought out of the womb like when you're small your first place of submission is your parents that's when you come out the womb it's what mom said what dad said what what my elders said is this is you're submitting to all these different people out of reverence out of respect which is why i think a lot of people think like when we say we fear god we know what god can do but people take fear and think that we're just like, I'm so scared of God. And when you look at it, fear in the aspect when it comes to someone saying they fear God, you respect God enough to submit to him. You respect God enough to produce the fruits of the spirit or allow him to work in you to produce the fruits of the spirit. You respect God enough to work through you for somebody else or work through somebody else for you like you respect God to do everything that he says that he's going to do in his word. So when we say we fear God, it's not out of the, we're so scared You're of God. You're shaking your knees. You know, because like, uh, we, we, we know what God can do. So, yeah, but, <laughs> so it ain't no like we not like, but it's not that scared as in like, I fear him. Like it's that, it's that um, aspect of like, I respect God enough. And because I respect him enough. I'm going to take his vows. I'm going to take his decrees and all that stuff like that. And I'm going to take it to the fullest. I'm going to actually walk that out as a believer. Um, and I feel like that's something that goes really good because like I was saying earlier, when it comes to you having your parents, we're so used to just specifically submitting to our parents or submitting to somebody we talking to or anything like that, that it's like when we're doing, we think that when it comes to submission, it's like really easy. It's not easy to submit to everything that your parents are saying. It's not easy to submit to everything that maybe the person that you're talking to is saying. So when it comes to God, because that's that's like a different level. Like it don't matter if you're not. And even in the word, it tells us like respect your parents, you know, like respect your parents. It's like when it comes to God, like God is like when he tell you to do something, just like it says in the Bible, it's for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So if he tell you to do something, it's not because he don't love you. It's not because he's trying to put you down or anything like that. When he tells you to do something and he tells you to act on something, it's because it's either tied into something that's your blessing or it's tied into somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be a hindrance and a uh, and a blockage to somebody else that you could be affecting because the thing that you didn't act on that you were supposed to act on a few years ago, a person was waiting on you to act in that and act out of faith but because you didn't now they don't have their next step because you didn't take your next step and now the steps is all messed up mm. so it's just it's really important when you get that calling and i'm not like speaking to y'all in the aspect of like i don't know what that feels like because there i'm not even gonna lie there's a lot of things that i know that i'm supposed to do i didn't got a dream about doing somebody that told me about doing it. and it's like because at that moment i'm going off of my feelings instead of facts I, when I'm going off of my feelings, I do what I feel is best in the moment. Like, it's yeah. like a, I want to do this. This is how I feel at the moment. Like, I feel like this will bring me 
so much joy and peace. And I'm a person, I really do, I prioritize mental health. So if at that moment, I'm like, I don't want to do it. But it's like, when it comes to God, your feelings got to be put to the side. Because if he tell you to do something and to act on faith on something, it's for a reason. If you in a, this, And this is just for anybody listening. If you're in a season where you can't see what it's going to be like at the end, and you like, it's going to be so terrible. And it's like, I can't see the end. It's not, if, if it's not good, then that means that it's not the end yet. You have to keep going. And it's just like, I, I feel like what I'm trying to say is submitting to God is like, it's a really, it's a, it's a, what is it? I don't want to say it's like a, it's kind of like an ego pride type thing. Because as human beings, our fleshly nature is like, I do what I want. I'm not I'm not submitting to nobody. I do what I want. It's my life. I do what I want. Everything is mine, mine, mine. I, I, I. And it's like, when you submit to God, that's like a whole nother different type of life. Like, he has come to give us life abundantly. Mm-hmm. He, he ain't came, he has not came to come to strip us away of everything. Take away, like, he hasn't, he hasn't come to strip away your personality. He hasn't come to take away your character. What he's came to do is make it better. Renew it. Renew it. That's why we told renew our minds. Like we created me a pure heart. Renew our minds. Um, keep us in a steadfast spirit. Like I'm just, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> if you know, you know, like when you get into it, it's such a beautiful thing. Like the fact that you can really deny yourself and forget about your ego and forget about your pride and like actually act out on it. It's like a whole nother thing. And like, that's why earlier, like when I was talking about Lot's wife, like she was not supposed to turn around. And I was looking at this video and it's not like, it's the fact that she turned around. She was told don't turn around. But when she turned around, she wished that she was back where she was. If God didn't brought you out of some place that you were in, don't wish that you can go back. I know we're going to wish that we can go back because we all do it as human beings, especially if we're attached to memories or people that we used to know and stuff like that but if God has called you to move forward move forward if you look back and try to go back you're going to be stuck in the same cycle hindering blessings not answering them voicemails not answering them calls or none of that like that so just like Lot's wife if he's called you out of something it's so hard not to look back but if he's called you out of something don't look back when he's called you out of it that means your life is no longer there now your life is wherever you're going. So wherever you're going, focus on that. Keep your gauge straight ahead. Don't I forgot. Don't look to the left. Or don't to look to the right. right. Don't, <laughs> look, don't do that. I forgot what verse it is where it was like, Keep you were running straight. a race who cut in on you or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, basically the verse is talking about like everybody running, but. If you run, a, if you run in a race, you Proverbs. gotta get to the like. Proverbs I, yep. What is it? What is the full one? It says, "Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thoughts to the paths of your feet and be steadfast." Hold on, I was looking at the preview, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. That's Proverbs four twenty five through twenty seven. So I mean. It's just, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to this walk with Christ, you got to really be like, you got to be vulnerable and transparent all the way. It's hard in the beginning, but you really have to deny yourself and 
Take off your cross. You know, take off. Because take off your cross. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Period. So, oh my God. <laughs> I really, I really want to touch on what you said about like how our submission affects other people too. Because, and I'm tying back this back into the book of Jonah, not just the men on the boat, but also the city that he was supposed to prophesy against, like that he was supposed to speak to and call out on their wickedness. Jonah felt like he didn't have to do what God told him to do because God is merciful, he's loving, he's kind, he's compassionate, he's forgiving, and he said all these things. And hold on, yeah, in uh, chapter 4, Jonah chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying? He's pretty much saying, like, is this not what I said was going to happen? Therefore, I fled unto Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God, a merciful God, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentant and repentant of evil. So he's pretty much saying, like, I knew that you was going to forgive him anyways. I knew that you wasn't going to do the stuff that you said you was going to do. Like, you could have did this without me. And a lot of us feel like we don't have to submit to God because he can't do everything on his own. And it's like, God absolutely can do everything on his own. But when he tells you to do something, you do it. <laughs> and it's like, a lot of people be like, oh, well, God don't need me. God don't need me. And it's not even a matter of, it, that, that's not even the principle of God don't need you. He wants to use you. And I feel like that should make you want to do it even more. Like, you don't need me. But you want to use me. And I feel like this is where it's You're valuable right to him. God, you have a purpose. Walk in that purpose. Like, yo. <laughs> yo. But aside from that, um, back to how submission affects those around us. If Jonah, right? We don't know how it could have went if Jonah never decided to submit to God. But especially in regards to the city that of Nineveh that he was supposed to call out. But had he not went and told them, they probably wouldn't have repented because he said after he entered into the city and he preached to them, the king got up from his throne and they immediately repented. He immediately called everyone into a fast and to repent from their wickedness, to drop their weapons of violence. So that's definitely another thing to include is that our submission not only affects other people's submission to the Lord and their repentance, also their walks of Christ and their journey. Um, yeah, it's, it's just not about us all the time either. It's not just what we want to do. And Jonah, he, he was pretty selfish throughout the whole entire book. Like he got mad because he was like, they repented. Like I knew they was going to do that anyway. <laughs> like why you see me there and they, they was going to do that? I knew you was going to do that. Like, no, it's not. That's not the principle of it. But yeah. I really, I really do love this book for real. It's a lot of gems in there. Yes. <laughs> our decisions just echo into the lives of others, into nations, into hearts, into generations. So you, one, I just seen this post on Instagram. One moment of boldness. Oh, yeah. One moment of boldness could like change somebody's life or something like that. So, yeah. That's kind of like what we were talking about in the car and we didn't talk about gifts in like another episode, but I feel like all topics tie into um, certain topics. And when we was talking about in the car about gifts, like just moving for others and not yourself all the time. Like when you have, we all have gifts, whether you know it or not. 
even the person that think they are the lowest, which may I add, in the word is saying, those who are last will be first and those who are first will be last. But you know, you got to read a little bit more into that because that, that's a really good one. If you, if you get it, you get it. But everybody has gifts. You have to use those gifts. You don't have gifts for no apparent reason. Everybody has gifts for a certain reason for the kingdom. Once you step into really just getting into the spirit, you realize all that you have to offer. Like when you operate off of flesh, you'll always think, I don't have anything to offer. Don't nobody see me. I'm not valuable. Uh, just always thoughts of just like doubt and self-sabotage, which is something that I'm stepping out of. Yeah, but, me too. You know, it's always like what, when you're operating out of the flesh, it's always what you can't do. But when you, when you operate out of the spirit, it's always, what am I going to do next? Like, mm -hmm. you knocking them out the park. Like, God told me to do that. <laughs> yep, yep, we over here. <laughs> we over here. Like, you know, so everybody has gifts. Go find your gifts. Go figure out your gifts. Use them for the kingdom. Um, you can be used. Everybody can be used. Everybody in the Bible had a different story. And... I think we only hear what they did for God, but we never hear where they came from. Mm -hmm. Where you came from, it's a factor to where you're going, but don't let that be your only characteristic trait. Yeah. Where you are going is so much more important than where you have been. So keep moving, submit to God, and use your gifts. Yes. I guess that's all I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else there is to say, but I feel like we really did touch on some really good topics. Yeah. I mean, okay. you get what I'm trying to <laughs> This is our new conversation approach, and I kind of liked it a lot better than the script because I feel like when we were reading off the script, it was like. It was a lot of pressure. It wasn't a lot of like connection or nothing. Like, yeah, like, it was a lot of pressure to just stay on topic, stay on topic, yeah. stay on topic. Like, it was like this professionalism type of stuff, but it's like now it's like. No, we're going to be transparent with y'all. This is how we like. This is how, how we, we talk. talk. To each other. We're a little bit more dramatic than when we talk to each other. Like, we, we like. We be shouting this kids. What is it? But we trying to keep it like. <laughs> real um, calm and cute. But. <laughs> it's a different type of energy when it comes to you talking about something you're passionate about, yeah. aka God, or just anything like that. So. Um, and leading off what you said about boldness just before we close out the episode. I was listening to this video of Kyrie Irving, which I absolutely love. Like, <laughs> and in the video, he was just basically saying that, like, when it comes to perception and stuff like that, like, we got to get out of the perception of, like, how other people view us, like, when it comes to boldness or us acting on gifts. Like, if it's put inside of you, if that's what you feel like, if you wake up one morning and you're like, I want to go help somebody, don't look at it like, oh, well, what will they think about me doing this? Like, they don't think that I'm, like, soft or anything like that. Go do it. If you feel it and you know it, go do it. People's perception is literally so unimportant. And I'm not saying go act buck wild and then be like, I don't care how they look at me. But what I'm saying is people's perception cannot equal out to your destination, your journey, or where you're going. So they can't be the deciding. They can't at all. And nine times out of ten. I look at stuff like this, and as I get older, I'm seeing it. I look at stuff like this. If I spread the word of God, if I spread the gospel or anything like that, I'll never see you again. I will if never I see you again. Grace of God that yes. I see you again. So it's like I'm so fixed on like how you gonna look at me. 
you're not even affecting my life. We don't even talk like that. Like, We're really not even kin. Like, we all <laughs> affect each other. But if I'm going to affect you, I'm going to do it in a way that it's really going to touch your spirit. Yeah. It's going to cut through you. And that made me think of like, <laughs> y'all, I'm going to tell y'all about this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real brief. God had put it on my heart. Y'all like it was my first day in college. He put it on my heart before school started to preach the gospel in front of the class. And I was so nervous. I was so scared. I was like, I've never done nothing like this before. But I knew that it was God telling me to do it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it took everything in me to stand up out of my seat with everybody else sitting down. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it took everything out of me. But I knew that if I stood up, that's all I needed to do. Because if you stand up and everybody else sitting down, you just sit back here. Everybody, I'm like, uh. That like if I stand up, that's all that it's gonna take, and I'm gonna just do it. All it took was for me to stand up. I stood up. I walked up to the teacher. I was like, "Hey, like, do you mind if I write something on the board real fast? I feel like God is telling me to share something with the class." He was like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." And he sounded like, "Yeah, that's good." I was like, "Oh, okay, good." <laughs> I grabbed the marker. I did like this little circle demonstration that I seen on YouTube, and it's like really simplifies the gospel, but it still incorporates everything that you need to know. And so I did that for the class and everybody was paying attention to me, but I had seen this one, this one girl in the back of the class and she had like just this look of disgust on her face. Like she was not trying to hear nothing that I was saying. Some people tuned out, some people turned away, but some people were engaged the entire time. I don't know, like that moment of boldness, like even just like, I don't know if I'm gonna ever see her again, you know? And even seeing that look on her face, it didn't disturb me in that moment because when you operating out of the spirit, it's like the spirit is in charge. Like I literally looked at my hands. You untouchable. <laughs> I felt like I was indestructible and I was not expecting that. So when you just let the Holy Spirit take over and even the little things in life, like when he tells you to do something, you do it. He's going to move through you. I believe it was him talking through talking through me when that happened because I looked at my hands and in my in my head in my brain I was thinking this is not me right now. So that's just when I knew like this is <laughs> this is just not me right now. So step out in boldness. We just really encourage y'all to step out in boldness. Like other people that do give y'all that those looks that do mock and that's another thing we was talking about in the car. Like people gonna mock you. People gonna make fun of you. People gonna try to stay away from you because you so bold in the faith, but that's not that shouldn't diminish your life. That shouldn't diminish um your work that you do for the Lord. And if anything, it should make you feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. If people that got these demons is disturbed, if <laughs> if people was like, nah, she's so uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, yo. I will say this. One, for that story, I told her, like, when she had told me that I had really admired her. Because I was like, I probably would have, like, but I feel like, though, because of the person that I am, if I would have stood up, I probably would have said something, like, goofy. <laughs> and it's like, this is not a moment to, like, be funny. Like, but I told her, I was like, that's, like, something that I really admire her for. But, yeah. um. Thank you. Of course. But I was just like, I don't know, I feel like I've always had this thing where it's like, even if it only affects one person, affects one somebody person. every time that you get up. Leave an impact on somebody's life. Yeah. Like, whether they notice it or not, 
compliment somebody one day, and I was just talking about this the other day with my parents, because like sometimes even compliments don't really work like that. Like somebody could be like, oh, you look like this, and then somebody's like, thank you, but then they go home <laughs> and they like, yeah. But um, only thing I'm gonna end out the episode with is the more you maximize other people's opinions, the more you minimize what you're set out to do. The more you make everybody's opinions a factor in your life, is the more that your life is not going to be your own. It's now somebody else's life because you're thinking about what they got to say and you didn't completely tuned out your own voice. So the more you maximize somebody else's opinions is the more you minimize your own facts, your own emotions, your own feelings, and all that stuff like and that. And the so. loudest voice in your life should be God. Period. <laughs> it should be. And that's all I'm working on is tuning into his voice a yeah. lot more so that in everything that he's telling me to do, I hear him. Which ties into submission. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we let this, we were supposed to be at this <laughs> I feel like we said, well, is that it? Is yeah. That it? anymore like we we are of course we don't want to make a really long like hour video but yeah. if we got something to say we're gonna say it we're gonna say it let's so um we really hope that that really helped somebody because it surely did help us i yeah. feel like saying stuff out loud and talking to somebody that you can like confide in and stuff yeah it helps you really like think about it let it sink in like oh yeah <laughs> one book i love that really helped with that is uh is it is it book of solomon or is it Song of Solomon? Definitely not Solomon. <laughs> Solomon, love him, right? <laughs> he asked the Lord for wisdom, heightened discernment. Oh like, he was gosh. like, let me treat people right or wrong. Like, you know, let me know the difference between it. But, yeah. Um, we got to- <laughs>